Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we interview intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Today's podcast includes a throwback interview with one of our early guests. The Unpacking It radio show began in August 2012, and over the years, we've had the privilege of talking with players, coaches, entertainers, authors, and broadcasters, and throughout that time. Technology has improved, sound quality has as well, and and even though some of those early interviews are, are funny for me to listen to, I think they're some of our, our best guests, and, and, and they're still some of my, my favorite stories that we've heard on this show, and so that's why we want to continue to make these available to you and, and wanted to share today's interview with you. So I hope you'll enjoy today's podcast and and check out all of our current and past interviews from over the years. Also, be sure to sign up for the Unpack This email devotional blog on unpackingit.com. But let's jump right in. I hope you enjoy today's guest. Today on the show, I have a very special guest. He is the chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs and also a founding and investor owner of Major League Soccer. He is also the son of Lamar Hunt. Clark Hunt joins me right now to unpack faith, family, and football. Clark, how are you today? Uh, Bryce, I'm doing great. It's my pleasure to be on with you. All right. Well, we appreciate it. That's for sure. And and we got to start because your team had such a great offseason with the, the hiring of Andy Reid, the number one draft pick, bringing in a new quarterback. How much more optimism and excitement are you feeling heading into the summer and the season coming up compared to recent years? Well, it really has been an exciting offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and it all started with the hiring of Andy Reid back in uh, early January. We also changed general managers, hiring John Dorsey away from the Green Bay Packers, where he'd spent 22 years in the personnel department. And the two guys have really done a tremendous job this offseason in really transforming our roster as we get ready for the 2013 season. Absolutely. And, and, and you kind of mentioned the, the, all the changes in the offseason. The NFL is obviously a, a year-round sport, especially for an owner, plus you're involved in the MLS. How do you balance all of your responsibilities and, and still remain a, a family man for your wife and three kids? Uh, well, it's tough, and I think it's it's tough for anybody who has a business that they're passionate about. Um, but it's just very important for me that I make sure that uh, I stay balanced, and that includes uh, my wife and our three kids as well as uh, my faith as well. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned that, that passion. How passionate are you about, about being an owner and being involved in, in the NFL? <laughs> Well, I'm tremendously passionate, and uh, like all of our fans, uh, I want to see us win a championship. Mm. Um, I want to first bring the Lamar Hunt Trophy uh, back to Kansas City uh, for winning the AFC, and then follow that up with the Lombardi Trophy uh, to to follow the Super Bowl IV victory we had. And then on the MLS side, we've been fortunate enough to win the MLS Cup a couple of times. Uh, We've won some Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cups, and had the team with the best record a few times, but uh, we're hardworking at it with our two teams, one in Columbus and the other one uh, in Dallas in terms of winning a championship again this year. Well, so obviously you're a, you're a sports fan and love being involved. Are, are your kids athletes, and, and how, how involved are they even with, with your teams? 
Um, my children are all very uh, engaged, and uh, they're also busy with their own sports activities. Uh, all three of our children play soccer. Um, my oldest two actually play in the FC Dallas youth system. Um, that's been a part of the business that's developed over the last five years. We now have 5,000 uh, kids that play in the FC Dallas youth system. And in Columbus, we have a similar num that, number that play in the Columbus Cruise youth system. And it's obviously a lot of fun for me to get to see my kids wearing an FC Dallas jersey as they play their games on Saturday. Oh, that's neat. And how old are your kids? I have a 14-year-old daughter, a 10-year-old son, and a 7-year-old daughter. Oh, that's excellent. And so, and you grew up playing soccer as well, so it's got to be fun watching them play soccer. Yeah, it sure is. Um, it, it was a little bit different when I uh, started playing, uh, which I, I hate to say was some 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, the game has really progressed here in the States. Um, I'm not sure it even resembles uh, the, the way kids play today, but uh, I enjoyed playing soccer and the other sports growing up, and I know my kids are doing the same. Definitely. Well, what, what is your vision for the sport of soccer in this country, and, and do you think that there will ever be a transition where you can get NFL fans to, to get excited about the MLS and, and soccer? Uh, well, for many, many decades, uh, uh, sports fans have been saying that it's soccer's time, and uh, mm. certainly our family was uh, one of the earliest with that view going back to the late 60s when my father got involved with the North American Soccer League and his team in Dallas, which was called the Dallas Tornado. Uh, it turned out that league was a little bit ahead of its time, and it ultimately failed and went out of business in the 1980s. Mm. Uh, the World Cup here in 1994 uh, really uh, ignited uh, the current boom in soccer, and we've turned into a nation of soccer fans. Um, it's, it's pretty common uh, for anybody who's under the age of 40 to not only have grown up playing the game, but also be a fan of it. Mm. They may not be a fan of Major League Soccer yet, but they're watching English Premier League teams uh, or uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona on TV on the weekend. Uh, and certainly we have a big immigrant population that's also a fan of the sport. So we really see a lot of upside for the sport as we move forward. Yeah, and so, I mean, do you think that, because I guess what makes an NFL fan and, and are those types of fans the same as soccer fans, or can they be? I think you can have some overlap, uh, but it's a, it's a big country, and uh, not everybody's going to be the fan of the same sport. So uh, it's just a, a matter of reaching uh, your target market. Uh, there's a real core, avid soccer fan in this country, many of whom I know are also NFL fans. Uh, but they're very passionate about soccer. Uh, they like staying connected to their favorite team. Uh, they like coming to the stadiums and standing and chanting, uh, much like fans do in, in Europe. So a lot of times I think we're probably talking about different fans between the NFL and Major League Soccer. Yeah, no, I, I think there's there's definitely a level of that for sure. Well, well let's transition a little bit, and, and I'm, I'm curious to, to know kind of about your faith journey and, and also just kind of how your faith affects you uh, in your day-to-day -day life. Sure. Uh, growing up, I was lucky to grow up in a Christian home, uh, but my faith really took off through a camp called Canicut Camp that I attended in the summers uh, growing up from sort of age uh, 11 years on. Mm, um, yeah. I be became a Christian uh, through that experience, and uh, that, that really uh, served as the, the, the backbone, if you will, of my faith and, and the encouragement that I got every year. And, and then day to day now as, a, as an owner and as someone that's as, as busy as, as you are, uh, how are you able to, to kind of incorporate that into your, your everyday life? 
Sure. Well, again, coming back to the the issue of balance, uh, just like it's important to make time for family, it's also important uh, for me to spend time uh, thinking about my faith and uh, staying in the Word and staying connected uh, in that regard. And it it transfers over into what uh, we do on a, on a daily basis. Uh, in terms of the way we run our companies, really the values that our, our companies are based on, the values that our families uh, have really comes from my Christian faith. Oh, that's excellent. And, and also I'm curious, how did, how did your life change and, and how has even your, your faith impacted uh, when your dad passed away a few years ago and then you ended up taking over the Chiefs? Um, well, anytime you lose a loved one, uh, it, it's very difficult, and I think you have to rely on your faith to help you through that, that circumstance, and that was certainly true uh, when we lost my dad back in 2006. Um, uh, it was also a, a challenging time for me from a business standpoint because we did have a big transition. Uh, my father had had such a prominent role uh, with all of our sports properties, really his entire uh, working life, and uh, that responsibility uh, shifted to me. And I always tell people it was easy to watch him do it, and I spent you know, many, many years working with him on our uh, sports businesses. But uh, when that light shifts to you, it's uh, definitely a challenge, and it's different, and it's something I've just had to grow and learn from. Oh, I'm sure. And and what are some of the, the lessons or maybe even one thing that your dad taught you that continues to impact you or inspire you? Um, well, my dad was known by many, many people, and uh, as I travel around the country, uh, people always come up to me and they say, hey, I've got to tell you about the time I met your dad. And wow. usually it's something like I was in, in the airport waiting to get on a plane, and I was sitting next to this man, and I noticed it was Lamar Hunt. And uh, he struck up a conversation with me, and you know, he didn't really know me from Adam, but he was the nicest human being, and he treated me with respect. Um, and uh, that's their Lamar Hunt story. And I, in fact, I had somebody tell me a very similar story just yesterday uh, like that. Uh, my father treated everybody he met uh, with a tremendous amount of respect uh, and caring. And uh, that was a great lesson uh, for me and for my siblings. And it's something that I, I think about today. He was really the embodiment uh, of a servant leader. Um, he was incredibly humble. He was a he was a humble leader, and as a result, his employees would follow him anywhere and do anything for him. And that's just been a great example for me. And I think about it daily uh, as I operate our businesses. Oh, that's that's neat and very encouraging. And I'm I'm sure that uh, people that that are involved with the organization try to try to represent that as well. And his legacy continues to live on, which is which is very neat. Um, I guess on a, on another kind of unfortunate note as well. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs dealt with a, a tragedy with, with Javon Belcher last year. How did that whole situation affect you personally, and, and how has the team kind of recovered from, from such a tragedy? Um, well, it was a very, very difficult situation, and it came at the end of a very hard season. And um, it's not something that you can really prepare for. Um, uh, Javon was involved in uh, a murder and a suicide, and it happened the day before a game. And needless to say, uh, our team, our players, our coaches, they were devastated uh, by the loss. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what, what the right thing to do was, but I knew I needed to be there with the team and just uh, tell them about my faith and encourage them to rely on their faith, their family, their friends to help them get through it. 
and the the guys really rallied around each other and were able to go out on the field the next day and and play a good football team. Uh, certainly, when you live through something like that, it's you don't forget about it uh, one week or two weeks or even now six months later. It's something that stays with you. And uh, as an organization, we're very focused on uh, you know being there for our, our players and our coaches and making sure any of them that needed counseling or still need counseling as a result of what happened are getting the support that, that they need to get through that because it's not something that goes away in a very short period of time. No, definitely not. And, and I was very impressed and encouraged just from hearing the different players and, and really how they handled it and, and how they talked even to the media about it. How impressed were you with, with the team and the players specifically? Um, well, I was, I was incredibly uh, impressed uh, with the way they handled it. Again, um, having to play a game the day after it. Oh, yeah. um, and one of the things that, that we did is, is we left the decision to the players and the coaching staff as to whether uh, the game should be played. Um, and uh, to a man, they felt that was the right thing to do. Um, and many of them spoke uh, very eloquently uh, to the media uh, following the game and just sort of what they had been through and what they had thought about and you know what, what kind of reminder it was to them how important uh, relationships were. Um, it was, I think it was Brady Quinn uh, who yeah. mentioned that it was a reminder to him that when you ask somebody how they're doing, uh, not just to to let them give you, oh, I'm great, but to really ask and really, you know, get into a deeper relationship with that person so that you can know if they've got something going on uh, that's a red flag. Uh, so I was impressed by many many of our players and coaches. They really handled it well. That, that same quote that you just mentioned from Brady Quinn, that, that had an impact on me, and I even brought it up on the radio show that, that following week. And so uh, I thought that was very uh... – yeah, just a thoughtful, a good thought to have for sure. Well, well, Clark, as we as we kind of wrap this up, I've got a couple of just kind of lighter questions for you. And as far as week to week and and watching the Chiefs play, what's that experience like for you? And and are you able to sit and enjoy games, or do you feel kind of that intensity or that pressure for the team to win week in week out? You definitely feel the pressure, uh, and I know that pressure starts in the locker room and the players and coaches feel it, but everybody associated with the organization uh, feels the pressure. Uh, to some extent, when you're in an ownership position, you're a fan, uh, but you're also a fan uh, that has consequences, mm. and uh, those consequences are dealt out on a weekly basis uh, based on the team's performance. Uh, so it's definitely uh, it's an exciting time, but it's also an unnerving time. And when you have a difficult season like we did last year, uh, it can be very difficult. And conversely, when you have a, a great season like FC Dallas is having this year, it's also uh, it's very exciting and very rewarding. Do you do you try to watch every play, or do you turn your head, or what, what's kind of that uh, viewing for you? No, no, you definitely try to watch every play. Yeah. Uh, every every play is important. You don't you don't know in the context of the game when there's going to be a play that turns the game. So, uh, I want to see uh, every game, and, and not only every game but every play within the game uh, because they're all very important. That's neat. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this question, and I personally am a big fantasy football fan and, and play it and all that sort of thing. But from an owner's perspective, what what is the NFL? How do they feel about fantasy football and kind of the way that it's taken off these these last few years, especially? I, I think it's uh, it's a great part of the the game. Um, you know, our our fans are passionate about their teams. But the neat thing about fantasy football is it makes fans passionate about the entire league. 
Uh, I'll often find how interesting it is when I'm traveling somewhere in the country other than Kansas City, and somebody will come up to me and want to talk about Dwayne Bow or Jamal <laughs> Charles, yeah. uh, not because they're Chiefs fans, but because they're thinking about their fantasy draft. Uh, so so fantasy football is helping them be fans of the National Football League, and I'd like to think at the end of the day, maybe helping them be a, Chief, a Chiefs fan as well. That's right. A little little bit of them is, is pulling for the Chiefs, which is which is cool. And, and it also kind of gives all of us uh, a little bit of an experience to be an owner of our own little team and kind of feel what you get to feel uh, day after day. So it's, it's, it's a fun thing, and I think it's been great for the NFL, that's for sure. But, but Clark, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us here on Unpacking It and just appreciate uh, you sharing your heart and your passion for uh, for football and faith and your family, and so uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, Bryce, my pleasure. Great being on with you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. There's Clark Hunt joining us here on Unpacking It. I hope you enjoyed this classic interview here on the Unpacking It podcast and encourage you to check out some of our recent interviews as well as all the classic interviews that we have available to you on unpackingit.com or in iTunes, just search Unpacking It. And wherever you uh, listen to the podcast, I I hope you'll be willing to leave uh, a comment and and a review and and offer some feedback. That especially helps in iTunes. And if you ever want to uh, offer up some some thoughts, uh, you can email me personally, Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, at unpackingit.com. Also, be sure to check out our weekday email devotional blog. You can sign up for free on unpackingit.com. And if you feel led to support Unpacking It Ministries financially, we would greatly appreciate your monthly support. Even as little as $5 a month would just be a, a huge blessing to our ministry so that we can continue to encourage, challenge, and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. Thanks for all of your support. Thanks for listening today. And we'll talk to you next time on the Unpacking It podcast.